Hello, welcome to the Oikos Family Podcast. I'm Sonia Wood, and today I'm going to talk to you all about bread. Now, I'm actually very excited about this because bread is very much a part of our learning lifestyle at home and being home educators. It's just something that we've, it's been part of our learning, living, lifestyle routine. So because it's so much a part of our everyday, I thought, let me share it with you. Now, it might be that you are already doing your daily bread, and in which case, I think that is fantastic. And all I can say is, well done and please keep it up, because it's really important. Now, some people might not think it's so important, but I am convicted about the importance of daily bread for many reasons. One, our daily bread that we take from the Word of God, and also the nourishment and nutrition and everything we get from making our own bread is a very different story to when you go and buy bread, just the bought bread, especially the very highly processed bread. Let me tell you that that highly processed bread is something I'm going to suggest you avoid. Even though it might be convenient and handy and tasty and whatever else it might be. In fact, I don't even think I can say tasty because a a slice of home-baked bread, I don't think you can say that bought bread after that is tastier than homemade baked bread. But that's just my view. Well, my taste buds tell me that. And so I would like to suggest you avoid bought bread and I would like to encourage you to get into doing daily bread, making your own homemade bread. So let me let me start with just um, encouraging you, for those of you who aren't yet doing this, um, encouraging you in the incredible simplicity of it. I'm, I'm not kidding you when I tell you that it can literally take a few minutes to, to make your own bread at home. Now, when I say take a few minutes, this is going to depend on a few things. If you've got a bread maker at home, then it is really going to take you a few minutes because you, you're going to put some ingredients in the bin of the bread maker, drop the bin into the actual bread maker machine and turn it on. And an hour and a half or two hours, whatever, however long your bread maker takes, there you're going to get a loaf of bread that comes out that looks something like this one because this one, oh, I'm just thinking maybe of some of you who are only listening to this um, podcast and not watching it. It is also a YouTube podcast, so you can go and look at the bread I'm talking about if you need to, if you'd like to, but you don't have to. But I'm just showing at the moment a a bit of a loaf of bread that's not the whole loaf because you see it's so delicious that it doesn't actually last very long. Not only that it's delicious, it's that we make it every day and then we eat it every day. So I brought to show you this little bit that's left over from our daily bread. And it is shaped in this particular way that I'm showing on the video um, because it came out of the bread maker. However, if you don't have a bread maker, it doesn't take an enormous amount more effort because you can do the same thing. You can put your ingredients into a bowl, mix it up, have your children have fun kneading the bread, leaving it to rise, and then putting it in the oven to bake. It's, it's not a difficult process making bread. It is actually a bit of a science as well. So it's quite a good opportunity to teach your children about patience and the yeast and the act- activity of the yeast and rising. That's all, all science um, learning that is happening there. In fact, we even when we were doing Konos, Konos, hang on, let me just show you. See, um, in case you don't know really, I'm actually very, very passionate about Konos, particularly this one, because this was my first manual ever. And we went from the actual file book into a file that you can take the Konos units out. 
There's a whole section in Konos that is the patience section, teaching your children to be patient and the, the importance of training patience in our characters. And in that particular unit is the topic of bread making. And when we did that unit, we, we really went beyond our own South African bread making because we've got interesting bread making in South Africa, which I'll come back to. But when we were doing Konos and doing Patience, we learned about breads of the world. And so we were making French bread and Italian bread and putting herbs in our bread and things that we wouldn't normally do as South Africans because our South African bread is a different um, way of making bread, which I'm, I really must tell you about just now. Okay. But for now, I just what I wanted to do is was I wanted to encourage you with the the tremendous simplicity of making bread. It's basically four ingredients, water, flour, salt, and yeast. That's the basic bread. Now you can add herbs, you can have, add olives, you can add sugar. If you want to preserve it a little bit longer, we tend to make our bread and eat our bread. So we don't really need it to last long on the shelf. Oh, by the way, I must just tell you about that, that your homemade bread doesn't last like your bought bread. If you buy bread in a packet, it's going to last maybe a week. And you know why? Because it's got lots of preservatives and chemicals in it to make it stay fresh for very long. Homemade bread is meant to be to make it and eat it. If you've got a large family, I'm sure you're going to find that that's going to happen very quickly. If, however, there's just a few of you, it might be that your bread can last a couple of days. As it is in our case now that our children are grown up, we actually find that there's not as many people to feed our daily bread to. So what we do is we... We have it fresh the one day. The next day we have it as toast. And the following day, if we've still got a bit left over, we either put it into a bread and butter pudding or we do something with that little piece that's left over. But in actual fact, it can even be used for French toast or Melbourne toast or, you know, you, you can crumb it, turn it into breadcrumbs that last a little bit when it's gone a bit hard and it's not so nice for eating it. It's not fresh anymore. So, you know, if you make toast, it's going to be a bit hard to digest. So you can turn that last bit into crumbs, breadcrumbs, and then we put breadcrumbs on top of our macaroni cheese. Well, I mean, I, I don't have to go into all the things about breadcrumbs. I'm sure you know you can put, put them on your battered fish and so on and so forth. So let me stick with the bread topic and say to you that once you've um, got used to and got into the routine of doing daily bread, I doubt that you will uh, move away from it at any time, as in it becomes part of a daily habit that is so, so valuable to your family, to you, and to whoever is um, designated as the baker in your family. In fact, our son started making, doing our daily bread when he was about 10. He's now past his mid-20s and he's still doing our daily bread. So basically, it, that's what I'm saying. If he wasn't at home anymore, then either my husband Greg or myself would do the daily bread. It's not something we're going to stop doing. And it's because of the value of it. The value of it is really, really worth it on more levels than just nutrition. And let me just say that I also did another like a little slideshow. Um, at one point, we had um, a young lady staying with us. She had finished her home education and she came and stayed with us for a few months and while she was with us, she did some research on bread for me because I wanted to put it together in a format that I could share with you. And she did a really, really good job of putting together like a slideshow of the value and the vitamins and nutrients and everything in bread, the kernel and the wheat and the different grains we can use um, in our when we're making bread. 
And so that there, you can watch that if you want. I know you might just be listening to this, but if you want to go and watch that on YouTube, I have got it there on, on the Waycross YouTube channel for you to watch. I did it at one of our live streamings. And so we'll just drop that in for you so that you can click on that and go and watch it um, if you want to see more or teach your children more about bread and the value of bread. Do you know, because this is so much a part of our life and our day, we actually invested in something. That is something that here in South Africa I learned that Indian families actually invest in this as one of the very required wedding presents, which is interesting because in our culture, it's not even thought of as a required wedding present, and that is a flour mill. So we actually have got ourselves a flour mill, and we used to get our grain from an organic farm in a different province from where we live, and it was absolutely fantastic because we milled all our own grain, all the different varieties of grain. So we actually got the whole grain, and then we milled it, and then we made the bread. So I don't know how we can improve on that. That was just fantastic. So now you can get yourself a mill. That's another um, consideration of expense, I suppose. Well, not I suppose. It just simply is another expense. And you can start with a little baby mill that you can um, have on in your kitchen on you know your tabletop mill, or you can go all the way to a bigger domestic mill. Now, our mill looks like a little cupboard. There's a variety of mills you can get. So now you might be thinking, whoa, wait a minute, this is going to be a lot of expense, bread maker and mill. But we can stop there, you see, because once you've got those two things, you set for life when it comes to making your daily bread. So it's one of those investments that you can never be sorry you made as long as you're using them and you keep using them. All right, I must say, though, that we probably on about our fourth bread maker at this stage because of the fact that we use it every day and they eventually wear out. And so then we get another one. So I'm actually going to give you a suggestion. I'm going to suggest that next time you want to spend money on something else, like books, for example, think to yourself, do I need to buy those next books for my children or should I rather invest in a bread maker for the family? And I would suggest that if you are having to manage your budget and see how much you've got for each month, I would suggest you really seriously consider the bread maker or the mill or a nice mixer whereby you can beat the dough with a nice dough hook so that you can just turn it on and let it uh, mix for you for five minutes while you go put the laundry on or whatever it might be. Um, we started without any anything but the ingredients. We started with those four ingredients I told you about. Um, flour, water, yeast, and salt. That's all we started with. We didn't have a bread maker. We didn't have the mixer. We didn't have a mill. We've slowly added those things as years have gone on. And because we have them now, and because I have experienced their incredible worth, I'm sharing them with you and encouraging you to build up to that. So basically, I'm encouraging you to set yourself up to be bread bakers at home. Do you know, I'm just thinking of a little story now of the value of this. It's just come to me now, I must tell you, that when we first started home educating here in South Africa, it was a completely unheard of, unknown thing. You know, it was just something that wasn't understood or, or popular. And when I say popular, there was ourselves and two other families that we knew about in South Africa that were home educating. And on the other side of the hill, I literally mean on the other side of the hill because we live out in the country, but on the other side of the hill was a family with um, four children. 
And they were living in the country and they discovered that, hang on, maybe they can also do this. Maybe they can home educate as well. And so what they did is they used to come and visit us and they experienced this home educating lifestyle. And they started home educating. And their one son used to make bread every day for the family. And he used to bring us bread. This was before we were making our, our own bread every day, right? So he used to come with his bicycle and his bag of bread, and he would deliver bread to us. And he was just a little chap, and that's what he used to do. And we'd buy bread from him and pay him for the bread, and off he'd bicycle back to his home. And that same young man now is a married man um, with children, and do you know what he does? He runs a bakery. And no, it's not really a bakery. It's actually a coffee shop. He's got a coffee shop, and he bakes bread every day, and he does all kinds of different baked goods. That's why I said bakery. He doesn't just do bread. He does, you know, all manner of bread, rolls and um, French bread and Italian bread, like I mentioned earlier, and all the different special breads, special, special artisan breads. Which brings me to the next point, and that is why not teach your children um, about the various different artisan trades? Because it, we're all aware, I'm sure, um, sitting here in 2020, I'm sure you're aware, as I am, that artisan trades are sl have been slowly dying in the last decade or so. And I don't see there's any harm in us focusing on bringing them back and spending time on those things rather than the other. The other being all the rest that has been offered in abundance to people at the moment in this century. Let's rather, when we say rather this decade, Let's, let's rather look at the things that are maybe being left out and being left behind and why not bring a focus back to them. And one of them could be bread making. That is an artisan's craft. There is so much that you can gain from it. Oh, let me, let me not forget to tell you about our South African bread. Our South African bread, traditionally known as a Zulu bread, and I know I'm probably not going to say this properly for those um, Zulu-speaking families, but it's something like chekre, chekre, I think something like that. Um, basically what they do is they take the mix of flour, water, salt, and yeast um, and give it a good, um, you know, mix the ingredients all together. And it's not a dry dough when they finish. It's quite soft and wet. They put that into a pot or into a container vessel of some kind, and then they put that into another pot that's got water in it. So it's like a bain-marie type of a steaming bread type of a situation. It's my father's absolute favorite bread of all time. Anyway, they put this um, the dough into a container that goes into a pot of water, put the lid on and leave it for a couple of hours, cooking very slowly. When you take it out, it's like steamed bread. It doesn't have a crust. It's very, very pale. So if people want a nice golden bread. You're not gonna get it with jekle bread at all. So it actually looks about like this kind of color on the outside as well as on the inside. Okay, so it's not a very um, fancy looking bread by any means, but it's got a very, very unique flavor. So pop it out of the vessel that it was in, you know, a tin of some kind. I actually use a, a cake tin. That's what I use to make my chekle. And I put the dough into the cake tin, which is well greased, well, well oiled and um, put that into a bigger pot of um, water, that the water comes up about halfway up the tin of the cake tin. 
Anyway, I'll leave it there for that time. And and the other thing um, for that, when I say that time, you know, basically you'll see when it's ready. You lift the lid up and you have a little peep and it doesn't look ready yet. Put a skewer in, see it's coming out clean. You know it's ready. See, it's going to maybe take not less than an hour, if not more. But I want to tell you something else that I'd normally do is I put it in two um, sort of lumps into the cake tin. I don't put it in as one whole thing. So what happens is as it cooks, it rises up and it gets this like ridge in the middle. And that's just something we've always done. So it's got this particular look. Okay, but what I do now is when I take it out the cake tin, I just break it in half through that centerpiece. And so we've got like two loaves of bread. As I've said to you, it is my father's absolute favorite. I know we cannot go wrong with taking him a loaf of this homemade steamed bread. Okay, and, and it's just, it's a tremendous blessing to him and he loves it so much. So, in fact, I, I use him all the time saying he loves it so much, but all of us do. Um, we love it when it's first cooked and toasted. It's particularly nice. That's my favorite part of the special bread is when it's toasted. And it's really tastes different. It tastes different to when you've baked it. It's the same as if you take um, your bread and you cook it in the bread maker versus if you cook it in the oven. You know, it, it's going to give you different flavors. In fact, our son, who's been doing bread all his life, has all kinds of additional things. He puts milk powder in sometimes. He puts eggs in. He knows the different ingredients in the, the basic dough. You give a different result. It makes the, the crust a little more crispy or it makes the dough a little lighter and fluffier. The different things he, he does if he puts milk instead of water and so on. But you know what? I don't want to spend too much time on this podcast um, suggesting to you and giving you actual recipes and so many cups of flour and so many you know mills of water and so on because I would rather leave you with the um, idea and the encouragement and encourage you to go and research and go and make bread. I mean, we know that YouTube is probably flooded with any amount of um, recipes or instructional videos on how to make your own bread. The point of today's podcast that I wanted to share with you is to encourage you to do it, encourage you to um, consider your budget with regard to um, adding appliances to your kitchen so that you can um, help your children to, to develop skills, uh, artisan skills. That, that to me is the bigger picture. If you want to know about the details of bread and the value and nutrition and all of those, as I said, you can find that in the description below the video. Um, you can link, click on that and go and watch that if you want to. For now, though, I just hope, I hope that you're excited about making bread. I hope if nothing else happens that you leave this podcast and you want to go into the kitchen or you want to talk to your children about making bread and you want to get this going in your family if you're not already. I hope that you will now after listening. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I'm very, very privileged and pleased that you did. Thank you for that. And I'm going to look forward to sharing with you more on the topic of what we can do with our dough and with bread and with these simple ingredients. I'm going to share that more about that with you in the next podcast. So thank you for joining me and bye for now.